Hi, I'm Vanessa Morris, and I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Jajarung, and Wiradjuri woman. And this is the podcast of Triple R's Banksia, a weekly show celebrating First Nations music, arts, and culture. Banksia is broadcast live on Triple R from Wurundjeri Country every Monday from midday to 1pm. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website. I would, of course, like to take a moment to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the First Peoples of the land in which I'm joining you from, and pay my respects to elders past, present, emerging and future. I would also like to acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening in right now. Sovereignty has never ceded, and it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. My name's Vanessa Morris and I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Jaja Rung and Wiradjuri woman and this is Banksia and I'm super excited to be joined in the studio by Yorta Yorta and Tanarung, woman, designer and community worker Tani Edwards to talk all about the amazing gammon threads. Independently yours, Triple R. 102.7. If you're not familiar with gammon threads, I'm sure that you've probably seen some of their accessories and apparel around um, gammon threads. Is a love letter to Tani's culture and blackfellas everywhere. And it's a staunch anti-label that loves good design and being cheeky. Firstly, Tani, thank you so much for joining me today in the studio. Um, yeah, welcome to Banksia. Um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's so great to have you here and in person and having a chat all about Gammon Threads, which on did FM, digital, online and via the app. So a significant milestone. Can you tell us a bit about how it all started and how it has kind of grown over that five years? This is years? a podcast from yeah, Triple R, is, um, an independent it's a video organisation in Melbourne, Australia. To find yeah, out I was more a about graphic Triple designer R, and then I moved to Melbourne shows, to study podcasts, fashion merchandising at RMIT, which I love. Um, but then I started working for a brand shortly after that and I just really hated working in fashion. It was, yeah, it just wasn't my vibe. So I just handed my resume out to a couple of friends and I ended up at JIRA, which is, yeah, an Aboriginal family violence org in mm. um, Abbotsford. And yeah, I started um, working casually there in community engagement because they want to employ Aboriginal women. And seven years later, I'm still there because I love it so much. Mm. But um, yeah, I was just, I know it was meant to be a job between jobs. I wanted to get back into fashion, but I just, I was going through, you know, some sorry business. My mum passed away and I just needed some time to myself to heal and get over this massive creative block. Mm. And then a few years later, um, the NADOC theme was announced because of her we can. Mm-hmm. So just something shifted, which was really cool. I was just inspired to create these designs around my love and admiration for the black matriarchy. So mm-hmm. my first designs was a T-shirt that said respect the black matriarchy and respect black women like a jumper. It just, yeah, my response to the NADOC theme and the women who we work with in community, like Aboriginal women are holding it all down. And that's kind of my long story of the start of Gammon Threads. It's um, really amazing to hear this, I guess, kind of happen organically, but 
you started off in fashion and then kind of, yeah, working in yeah. Jira and then kind of just it happening naturally. Totally. Gamma Threads is sort of all my little loves combined, like, because I do a lot of graphic tees, so my mm. graphic design and then my fashion and then, yeah, working community with women. Um, yeah, it's just like evolved into, yeah, my little creative outlet, which, yeah, I'm very lucky to have. It's really amazing and you're lucky to have it, but I feel like we're lucky to have it as well. And I feel like so many people in community are just always, or a lot of people wear gammon threads, tees or hats and yeah. everything. And it's just really great to see it out there because there's a really lovely energy to the, I guess, little messages that you haven't have on the tees. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's kind of a, they're quite staunch, but fun and cheeky um, yeah. and connect with community. And that's why it's it works so well. Um, yeah. For those listening in, can you tell us, I guess, a bit about the thinking behind the little messages and what's on Gammon Threads? Yeah. So I guess, I mean, for those of you who don't know, Gammon means, it's kind of like the opposite of deadly. It means kind of Mm. fake or crappy or yeah you're taking the piss sort of thing so I think just me naming my brand Gammon that's kind of like where my I don't know my outlook on life and Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of people don't take themselves too seriously Mm -hmm. so I do I love being cheeky like heaps of mob have really good sense of humor and like it's my way of kind of putting stuff out there like representation that um, isn't necessarily in like mainstream sort of media. Like I feel like a lot of people, if they don't know blackfellas or community, they sort of think, oh, like dots artwork mm-hmm, or desert mm-hmm. mob. Whereas we've all come from really diverse backgrounds and have different lived experiences. Um, and some of us like grew up on country speaking language, but a lot of us didn't. But that doesn't make us any less of a blackfella. So mm-hmm. The designs are kind of like these, I don't know, cheeky inside jokes. I love, I love like culture. I love mm-hmm. pop culture. I'm inspired by community. So everything's just, yeah, that it comes back to, to that, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely like you're saying gammon, like it's the opposite to deadly where it's like, nah, just gammon. Yeah. Or, and like the shirts that. I have like it's like you lovely and just kind of really don't be a dumb dog yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah community really get it and connect with it and yeah. it just makes sense and yeah when you see someone wearing a gammon thread shirt or whatever it is it's like oh yeah totally like yeah <laughs> and you just kind of really resonate with that and I think yeah that's something that's yeah really amazing as to what you do but then yeah even just the style so you have a graphic designer background and the yeah I guess the different style that you have with each of the different messages that you create um is also yeah. really cool I think yeah because I do come from a graphics background like I love 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 like fonts and typography mm-hmm. like that's my sort of creative expression mm-hmm. um especially because like, I wasn't taught by my elders how to do like painting or mm-hmm. anything like that so this is yeah like I guess my contemporary way of mm-hmm. expressing myself but yeah I do feel like a lot of brands or, or streetwear brands trying to get their stuff out there they start with like a graphic tee mm-hmm. um and so yeah like that's just the way you kind of I don't know, get into the industry. Yeah, and yeah, it's been growing over the last five years, as we were mentioning earlier, that Gammon Threads turned five like a few months ago and you've now also opened a store in Preston, which is super exciting. It's really cool. Like it's definitely not the smartest thing I've 
done. Um, you can tell I'm a creative brain and not a businesswoman, but it was, yeah, it's two doors down from Kenya Lurk, which is an Aboriginal homeware store um, run by Emma and Megan, who have been massive supports to me over the years. Um, and yeah, like I live in Preston. It's a really cute little um, pocket. And yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, setting up a shop and kind of putting your stuff out there how you want it to be displayed mm-hmm. and also I really want to have like a space where people to come for Christmas shopping because mm-hmm. every year people are hitting me up like oh can I come in and I'm never organized I never have anything so yeah that's my mm-hmm. that's my strategy going mm-hmm. forward like I know cost of living's really high and people aren't buying as many t-shirts but if I can make my money back over Christmas it'll mm-hmm. all be deadly and mm. then um i might turn the space into more of just like a studio space to yeah, use yeah. um but yeah it's all stuff like i learn everything on the way like no one in my family comes from business mm-hmm. like i do the courses and they kind of go over my head so mm. i just kind of i don't know follow my instinct and mm. try and <laughs> try and yeah do good <laughs> yeah i had um emma and megan on the show like late last year oh cool um and it was around the time that they also opened can you look in preston and um just before Christmas, it, I had them on and yeah. yarning and stuff, but you know they were getting quite busy because of that time of year. So yeah, it makes sense. Um, They've been yeah reassuring me like, don't worry, <laughs> sis. Like Christmas will definitely pick up. So I've got more product offering this year as well because um, not everybody wears t-shirts, but a lot of people want to support your business. So yeah, I got like some caps and yeah jewelry. I've got jewelry coming out next month, and I'll do like cool little bundle deals for mobs. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, um, I don't know. I th- like, I'm having faith that the universe will throw me a bone and it'll be, mm. all be good. Yeah, because your, I guess, range is across, yeah, the apparel and accessories, so it's not necessarily specifically tees. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, hats and socks and all of that. Um, How has it been for you in, I guess, growing that range? Um, I did definitely did it slowly because mm. it, it costs so much money, like mm-hmm. just outlaying, especially when you're doing stuff like socks and hats, you have to do minimum units. Yeah. So yeah, it was, I don't know, like I'm, I'm happy with my little journey. I definitely could have mm. taken different, I could have gone a lot faster, but mm-hmm. like I said, I still work at Jira and this is still my kind of creative outlet. So I don't mm. want to get bogged down too much with the business side of things. Yeah. I think it's just a smart move to do more diverse product offering just from a business point of view. And also things work better on different, you know, stuff like it might work better on a bag than T-shirt anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, all my favourite brands like Melody Asani and I know Lazy Oaf, they all – I just kind of looked at what they're doing Mm -hmm. and I just want to apply the same sort of – like I want to be known as a streetwear brand. I don't want Mm -hmm. to be just like a merch T-shirt brand. So Mm -hmm. that's really me just trying to grow – and be business I was gonna say the b word (laughs) yeah yeah no it's um really cool to hear about the I guess the growth of Gammon over the last five years and yeah yeah kind of I guess it's just happening so organically and who who really knows what's kind of I guess in the future but yeah it's super exciting and turning five and opening the shop in Preston and yeah being located near Kenya look which is a nice little pocket there in Preston and I could imagine yeah being kind of supporters of each other and along the way as well and yeah also since you've started as well there has been I guess a, a bit of a growth in terms of First Nations artists in fashion and that yeah. kind of thing as well um, yeah, how's that kind of been for you from your perspective 
Oh, it's so exciting. Um, Like I've been up to Darwin for the art fair the past couple of years, which Mm -hmm. is in August, and they do like the runway show, Country to Couture. And so you see, yeah, these beautiful, amazing prints from all the art centres. And, you know, some art centres are doing their own thing and creating the garments as well, whereas others, like it's such a big industry, then you've got um, people like big brands licensing the art centre's artwork. So, like that's just booming and then you have yeah more smaller independent little brands like myself it's a growing space and we're all doing our own thing and it's like there's a lot of support out there like mm-hmm. for for us like us supporting each other you see all these different runways um but it's just an exciting growing industry because the bigger it gets the more support we will get mm-hmm. um kind of like I was saying before like I don't know sometimes people are a bit like oh I don't know if I can wear that because it's got like Aboriginal art on it but it's like, yeah, you you definitely can. So I just feel like the the more we grow, the more support out there, more representation, I guess. Yeah, and it's um also really cool where labels like Gammon Threads and More Clothing the Gaps, for example, and looking at the stores online, that there's items that I guess are more mob specific, but then there's yep. items that are for allies as well. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's just I'll always be designing with mob in mm-hmm. mind, mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, we take up, what, 3% of the population. It's mm-hmm. just not sustainable if you're mm-hmm. only designing stuff for mob to wear. So, um, and I didn't realise how much um, stress stress and anxiety some allies felt when they were like, oh, I, don't, I really don't know if I can wear that or not. So just mm-hmm. simply labelling stuff on your website saying it's ally-friendly mm-hmm. has, yeah, been a big help for people yeah. with their purchasing decisions. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's definitely helpful. It's interesting you're talking to people that are not mob or, yeah, not from community and they don't really know, yeah, like items that they can wear or whether it's yeah. appropriate, um, yeah. which is really helpful to, yeah, see that ally um, label on the shop for different items that are on sale at, at whatever kind of stockets, stockists that have gammon threads. You also do workshops occasionally as well, which is a nice way to engage and connect with community. Um, yeah. yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I've got um, a heat press and then I've got my screen printer to create, um, I think they're called like platysols or transfers. They're basically just a whole lot of like vintage retro um, fonts and letters. <laughs> so people can really just cut out the letters and do their own message or their own um, whatever on a t-shirt mm-hmm. and so heaps of people do just do like their um, their mob or they might do something really political um, so it's just a nice way of coming together and yeah just pumping out a tea because mm-hmm. it's hard like for me I have to do minimum units when I do a design mm-hmm. and so I am trying to think like business mind like oh is that gonna sell but this way people can do whatever they want yeah it's often I'll usually do one before like the NADOC march or before invasion day Mm. so people can yeah really rep what they want to say yeah it's a really cool way to also um engage people in I guess creating their own designs as well yeah Um, for sure which I'm sure that it's probably inspired a number of people to think about that space as well um, in First Nations um, fashion, which is really amazing to see, yeah, those little workshops and stuff. And I think there was the Gambu Gulen event last year. Oh, yeah, I did um, yeah, I did a workshop that day. Yeah. That was hectic. <laughs> there were so many kids and their little hands were going so close to the heat press. Um, so I think I might have put that to the back of my mind. Um, 
but yeah, it's. I think I prefer doing smaller workshops yeah. with um, yeah, smaller <laughs> groups of people because it's it's awesome. Like I love being around people, but I think especially since lockdown, I think I've become an extrovert. Like you yeah. know when you're around people <laughs> and you're just drained, so I can't. I need to go home and have a nap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you do want to do a workshop, just hit me up. I'll have a think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, is there anything else that we can maybe expect from Gammon Thread soon? Or yeah, I'm, so I'm excited for my jewelry come out next month um, for Christmas. I got some rings and some necklaces, oh, yeah. and then um, yeah, in in May I'll be part of Australian Fashion Week again oh. through Indigenous Fashion Project. So I'll be showing a spring summer range in Sydney on the runway. So they're my kind of yeah, they're my two big things um, super exciting um yeah tani it's been amazing to have you on the show today and chatting all about gammon threads i'm definitely looking forward to seeing yeah what's to come and i'll put up more information on the triple r website later as well um about everything gammon threads and (laughs) links to the website as well um so you can suss it out maybe before going in but also go in and just say hey and check out the range it's 130 high street it's next door to um f45 and then kinia lurker next door it's a really good little pocket you got like cedar bakery and pausa pranzo and yeah it's it's really cool so come check us out we're open on the weekends well thursday to sunday definitely would love to have you back on banksia um again to chat more about gammon threads as it grows it's just amazing to see so yeah thank you so much for joining me today thank you Sis. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Banksia, a weekly show celebrating First Nations music, arts and culture. Banksia is broadcast live on Triple R from Wurundjeri Country each and every Monday from midday till 1pm. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and feel free to keep in touch at rrr.org.au or follow Banksia on Instagram at Banksia RRR.